the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's brought to you by Bridgeway Community Church. Today is an encore presentation of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. We're not taking your calls today. Enjoy the show. From our nation's capital, welcome to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Seasoned expert on race, religion, relationships, Dr. Anderson wants to talk to you. Phone lines are open now, 888-432-7434. And now, please welcome Dr. David Anderson, your bridge-building voice in the nation's capital. Good afternoon, friends. David Anderson live right here in the nation's capital. How in the world are you today? Well, wherever you are, in your kitchen, in your car, maybe in front of your computer or your smartphone, watching me on Facebook Live, thanks a lot for tuning in there. At Anderson Speaks is my handle on Facebook. And, of course, on the most listened to Christian talk station on the East Coast. Second in the entire country, WAVA with Salem Broadcast Network, uh, 105.1 FM are the call numbers uh, right here on our station. So we're so, so glad that you're listening. Thanks a lot for tuning in. And today is Open Phone In Friday. You know how we roll around here, right? Marriage Mondays, Tough Topic Tuesdays, Wisdom Wednesdays, Theological Thursdays, and today, Open phone in Fridays. Anything you want to talk to me about on Friday is fair game, and that's today. That means the show is all about you. Any question you have for me, race, religion, relationships, politics, education, doesn't matter what it is, you can ask me any question, and I'll do my best to address it. Even if I can't answer every question, which you already know I can't, uh, we surely can address it. And, of course, I've got the good book, and we know the one who has all the answers, so we can always pray uh, for wisdom from him on high, can't we? Here's my number if you want to call me, 888-432-7434. 888-432-7434. My lines are open right now. I want to take as many of your phone calls as possible since the show is all about you. If you have a question about anything and you just need a, uh, one of your brothers in the Lord to holler at you and, and give you perspective or a pastor, a business person, uh, or whatever, I'm an author, uh, whatever I have to give, I'm going to give it to you. And uh, we have so many other great listeners who have much more wisdom than I. So it's always great to take the opportunity when you have it. You're not always given an opportunity, are you, to get through. Uh, and so, hey, let us help get you through whatever it is you're going through. Call me now, 888-432-7434. Uh, let's bow for prayer and commit our time to the Lord. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity you give us to have this kind of communication through technology and radio waves. Thank you, Lord. Now we commit the show to you in the name of Jesus. Amen. 
and amen. Well, we've been covered, so now we can have our conversation. If you want to call me, 888-843-BRIDGE. If you're trying to remember, uh, just remember the word bridge. I am pastor of Bridge Way uh, Community Church in Columbia, Maryland. So, of course, if you don't have a church to go to, you can always come check me out. But so many great churches in the metropolitan area. Go wherever you can grow. That's what I tell people. Go wherever you can grow. How do I find a church? Can I grow there? If you can grow there through the word, through the worship, then go there. It's not going to be perfect, but go where you can grow. Uh, and sometimes you can only grow so much in a certain church, so you have to move on sometimes to find another church that uh, will help you grow to the next level. Uh, and of course, you also want to uh, go where you can where you can give, where you can contribute your your time, your talents, and your treasure. And so, if you can give and if you can grow, you probably got yourself a pretty good church. So I would say uh, stay there. Okay. Now, if you want to call me, ask me any question about anything, uh, the phone number is eight 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 four three two seven four three four. So my lines are open. So get in. And get on a line while you can uh, before they get all jammed up. And we can talk about anything that uh, your heart desires. Now, remember on Marriage Monday, we talked about marriage problems. What problems do you have in your marriage that I can help you address? On Tough Topic Tuesday, one race or not. So we talked about what it means to be a part of one race, even though we talk about several different races as a sort of a construct. I see you calling. Not sure uh, if they're getting up on the line yet, but they're coming. So uh, go ahead and grab a line while you can. 888-432-7434. And on Wisdom Wednesday, we talked about the wisdom of serving in Christian ministry. And you know that I dedicated... Uh, the show to those who are in Christian ministry on Wednesday and Thursday. And so if you're a pastor, if you're a minister, if you're a volunteer servant in a church and you had a question, uh, I wanted to uh, to talk to you. So on Wednesday, we talked about what are some of the challenges Christian ministers and volunteers in church face. On Theological Thursday, we talked about the theology of ministry. Are you called? Can women lead in ministry? Uh, what about people with a shady or sinful past? So we really got into it, didn't we, on Thursday? And now guess what? It's open phone in Friday. So get in where you fit in. Whatever you want to talk about is fair game. Are you ready to get started? All right. Let's go on the road in Maryland with Chrissy, who's on the line. Hi, Chrissy. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm great. Thank you, sir. Thanks for calling, call. of course. What's your comment or question, Chrissy? Well, I have a situation, and I just want to get your advice or just kind of for other people, too. Okay. Uh, my husband and I were married four years ago. We are being drawn, drawn up to upstate New York, okay. and we're actually relocating. Uh, we're closing on our home on the 26th, and we're moving to New York. Wow. We were pulled there by family, friends, a church, and my husband is on the brink of getting a position with that church. Okay. Um, they are a little hesitant because he doesn't know anyone there okay. except for some family members that attend. So okay. I'm just wondering about, you know, we are being pulled up there and we just we want to do the best for God that we can and serve. Mm. So is your question about uh, whether you should go or how you should leave or what to expect? What's your question around that? 
Well, they are, they're a little concerned with that he doesn't know anyone there at the church. I think they're a little hesitant to hire him right away. Hmm. So I guess I'm wondering, you know, should we just persevere? We are definitely going. We're closing and moving up there. We have a place to stay and, and everything, uh, hmm. some, some money for bills for the next couple of months. But I guess it's more about serving in a church and their acceptance of us as mm. maybe new members of that church, uh, which we are definitely doing. We are on board. Got we it. it. Got it. Well, it, since you're going anyway, I was going to say, why would you go if you didn't have a job yet? But it sounds like there's all these other factors. So since you're going anyway, I would just say he has time now to get involved in the church, to serve in the church, and to get to know people. And if I were him, I'd try to find who are the top three people I should get to know over the next several months strategically so that might help them feel a little bit better as well if they're thinking about hiring them absolutely thank you all right hey listen thanks for calling chrissy i'm going to run to my commercial break and as soon as i get back i'm coming to washington dc and odington maryland so don't go anywhere i still have let's see one two open lines if you want to get in now's the time don't wait get in where you fit in triple eight four three two 7434. You're tuned into, you're watching, and you're listening to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. God chill on the side as the judge watch the sun slug it out with the one rejected his love like the government with his covenant they try to smuggle him yo he still loved the Dr. Anderson would love for you to join his brand new public figure Facebook page just search Dr. David Anderson on Facebook and when you see his smiling face click like it's another great way for you to connect and follow the good doc when asked the question raised by her professor, why are you here at Omega Graduate School? Sebla Digluhailu answered in one of her essays like this. I was not there just to add a prefix to my name, though that would feel good. The greater purpose of my preparation at OGS is to fulfill my mandate to be a change agent. The doctoral study is a time of preparation for me to see and to think, to understand the times, and to craft my way in fulfilling my calling. Sebla Digluhailu, a current doctor of philosophy student from Ethiopia, is a counselor and adjunct psychologist professor who hosts a weekly radio show in the capital city of Ethiopia and is an advocate for empowering women and children. What is your profession and how can OGS help you grow to the next level in your graduate education? Dr. David Anderson is the new chancellor of Omega Graduate School, formerly known as Oxford Graduate School, and your education as a working adult is important to him, to God, and to all who will be changed in the world because of your important research. Go to OGS.edu today and apply, or call 1-800-933-6188. Have you heard any good lawyer jokes lately? Well, let me tell you about a lawyer who is no joke. That's James McCollum. He's a no-nonsense attorney who understands the law and he knows the Lord. When I have need of legal advice, I have contacted James McCollum. If you need legal representation, contact James McCollum at 301-864-6070. That's attorney James McCollum at 301-864-6070. And that's no joke. The spine, Hi, Jewel. This is Dr. Anderson. How are you? Hi, Dr. Anderson, and hello to your guests. First, I want to thank you for Best Buy Waterproofing. They are outstanding. Yeah, and I'm scheduled to get my work done in a week, but I just want to thank you. The free home inspection, they came out. It it. was just absolutely amazing. They have over 30 years of experience, and they'll even donate $500 to my show if you end up doing business with them. 
but most of all, get your basement fixed. Give them a call. 844-980-3707. That's 844-980-3707. Welcome back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. For more information about this program or for resources from Dr. Anderson, please visit andersonspeaks.com. You can call our hotline at any time at 888-432-7434. That's 888-43-BRIDGE. To watch us on Facebook Live or to check out previous broadcasts, visit Dr. Anderson's public Facebook page. Just search Dr. David Anderson and click Like. Join our text community and receive a free weekly textpiration from Dr. Anderson. Just text the word INSPIRE to 50555. That's I-N-S-P-I-R-E to 50555. And now, back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. I see you online. Thank you so much for tuning in there on Facebook Live. Delbert Pope from West Virginia, I see you and the rest of you. Of course, you can always uh, tell your friends that they can watch this on Facebook Live anytime on my page at Anderson Speaks. Becky Henry, hello, and uh, Eugene Kennedy and Renee Basley, hello to all of you there online. And uh, someone says, I'm from Syracuse. I advise her to turn around until June. Lord, well, I'm not sure what that's about, but uh, that's talking, of course, about the last caller who's moving to, uh, to New York. So there you have it. 888-432-7434. It's open phone-in Friday. Anything you want to talk about is fair game. Go ahead and give me a call. My number, 888-43-BRIDGE. All right, let's go to Washington, D.C. and talk to Katrina who's on the line. Hi, Katrina. Welcome. It's Dr. Anderson. Hi, Dr. Anderson. Thanks for calling. How you doing? I'm good. I'm so glad I got you on the phone. It's just, uh-huh. <laughs> I always want to call in and comment on everything, but oh, I finally wow. got you today. You got and me. Today is a good day. There you yes, go. Because it's anything, <laughs> yes, anything question. So, um, not to take a lot of time. Okay. okay, so my question is about going to church on Sundays. And okay. you probably have addressed this before, mm-hmm. um, but it has recently come back up to me. Okay. And um, I've been wanting to go to church. Uh, you know, I, I know that the Bible says that the Sabbath day is the day to keep holy according to the fourth commandment. Right. So, um, what? why is it that there are so many churches— even churches that I've belonged to, you know, throughout the years, you know, where, you know, you can tell that these are men of God, sure. people of God, you know, but they go to church on Sunday when the Bible says keep, keep the Sabbath. Yeah. Holy. So you can still keep the Sabbath holy and worship on Sundays. Sabbath can be any day um, because now once you're in Christ, he's the Lord of the Sabbath. It's the only commandment out of all of them that uh, the Lord doesn't repeat. It's not repeated in the New Testament. doesn't mean you have, don't have to keep it because God put it into the created order. But you don't necessarily have to do it on Saturday. You can have a Sabbath. You can work six days and, and have a seventh day be a 
uh, a Wednesday if you wanted it to, but you don't have to keep the rules of the Sabbath. And the Lord showed us that by healing on the Sabbath. And even his disciples did the same thing. And they were looked at from the Pharisees, like what's wrong with your disciples. And Jesus's whole point is, look, I'm the Lord of the Sabbath. So uh, if you're in me, you're in the Sabbath, but the principle of rest and reflection is still supposed to be in our lives. We should take a break. We should rest. We should reflect and we should worship. Now, you may ask, well, why are we doing it on Sunday? Well, it's because of the resurrection of Christ. That's why. In 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 1, you could see a shift in the first century church from the Sabbath day, which the Jews would hold from Friday night to Saturday night, to the first day of right. the week, because that was the mm-hmm. day that Jesus was arisen. So this is what it says in 1 Corinthians 16, 1. Paul says, now about the collection for God's people, do what I told the Galatian churches to do. On the first day of every week, each one of you should set aside a sum of money in keeping with his income, saving it up so that when I come, no collection will be will have to be made. And so we can see mm-hmm. we can see there in First Corinthians sixteen one and two they would come together uh, to bring their collection or to bring their offering on the first day of the week. So anyway, there's the response to that. What do you think? Okay, I think that sounds good. I just didn't have any Bible reference to right. counter or to explain away. Right. But you're right. I have read in the New Testament where Jesus did heal on the Sabbath day and and I've read those stories and so okay, so yeah. that satisfies my uh curiosity. So you're you're freed up. Thank you. You're freed up. He's the Lord yes. your your Sabbath. He is your uh, your Sabbath rest. I mean, you still should rest. You still should reflect. As Americans, you know, sometimes Katrina, we want to work five days and have a two day weekend. You know, but really, if you looked at God's order, you work six days and you only get one day off. But we don't want to hear that. <laughs> so, hey, listen, Lord bless you. Thank you so much for calling. Let's go to Herman. He's in Odington, uh, Maryland. Hi, Herman. Welcome to the show. How are you, sir? I'm, I'm fine, sir. Great. What's your comment or question, hey. please? Hey, sir. You know, um, I was talking to someone, and we said something about the rapture. And she said, well, there's no such thing as a rapture. I said, okay, so I read upon it. I looked, you know, started looking at it, and I was going to ask you, what's your take on that? Is it biblical, is it theological, or is it cultural? But, you know, they talk about the rapture. Uh-huh. Well, you know, I mean— I was brought up, I was brought up that there was the rapture. Right. Well, you can find it in First uh, Thessalonians where it actually— uh, talks about it. Let me see if I can make my way there in First Thessalonians uh, four, I believe. Let me get myself there so you can at least have the passage in in front of you. Okay, so because the Bible does talk about it does talk about the rapture. And have you ever heard heard that verse where we're all going to be caught up in the air to meet him? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, so it's very clear that there is a time when we will be. Captured, that you know, that's basically enraptured or captured in in the air. Okay, so that's what the idea of a rapture means. That that was my understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is what it says in First Thessalonians. Mm-hmm. First Thessalonians chapter four, verse sixteen. It says, "For the Lord Himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that." We who are still alive and are left will be caught up together. That's the rapture, caught up together. That's what it means with him 
in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage each other with these words. So there you have it. That's your rapture passage. Okay, sir. All right. Uh, All right. There you go. God bless you. Thank you so much, Herman, for calling. Uh, Let's go to Brian. Brian's in Washington, D.C. Hey, Brian, Dr. Anderson here. How you doing? Hey, Dr. Anderson. I'm doing well. Great. What's your comment or question? I have a a slight dilemma. Okay. 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 I've been been in a church, a denominational church, um, for quite a few years. Okay. And before joining that church, I... I know that there's a call on my life. Okay. A call to ministry in my life. And I've been faithful in the church quite a few years, and the pastor has saw some things in me and has advanced me to various different ministries in the church. Okay. Um, I'm reaching a point where I have actually already reached a point where I feel that uh, God's calling in my life can't be fulfilled in that particular church or, or denomination. I love okay. the church, and I love the people of the church, but the denominational requirements for to advance in ministry and things like this are coming about. And I, I kind of find myself, amongst other people, jockeying in for position. Mm-hmm. And I know that the Lord doesn't really want us to have to jockey for a position. He wants us to walk in the position that he already gave us. Now, what denomination are you in, Brian? United Methodist. And you cannot advance in ministry unless you do what within that denomination? Well, I have to um, take specific classes and courses. And where where God is leading me, um, it's a 12-year process. Okay. And you, which no, you, and which in, you have in, not started. Denomination. Which you have not started. Is I that have, correct? I have not started uh, on paper. Understood. So your your dilemma is this. First of all, how old are you, Brian? Fifty three. So your dilemma is: I'm fifty three years old. I want to minister for the Lord. Uh, but in order to be officially ordained within my denomination, I've got to do twelve years worth of study, which I'm really too old to be doing all that right now. I need to get going with this. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. Understand. Yeah, that's that's part of it. Understand. Yeah. So, you know, you have to figure out if if you're going to do ministry and they won't allow you to do it, uh, where can you go to exercise your gifts? Because I, I do think that I yeah. do think that getting education is important. If they could make you a minister concurrent with you getting education or or something like that, it's a different story. But if they're saying, and again, I don't know the denomination that well to know if this is true. I'm taking your word that it's 12 years worth of study you have to do in order to be ordained by them. Uh, again, I, I don't know the particulars of that denomination, but at 53 years old, you don't wait wait till you're 64, 65 before you can actually do the ministry. But there are a lot of places where you can minister. They just need to know that you are gifted, you are anointed, and that you have uh, you have some uh, covering uh, behind you. So I might talk to my pastor and say, Pastor, listen, I want to minister, um, but I'm not going to wait till I'm 65. What can I do now within the church that will allow me to minister? And if you tell me that, uh, you know, I, I can't within this system, 
please release me and cover me as I move on? I had that conversation. And how did it go? <laughs> and uh, this is the thing. Um, I was told, well, there's nothing else I could do for you. Okay, so no sort of help or anything. Yeah, there's nothing else I could do for you. Yeah, then it's, and it's time to move on. In the meantime, on. I was invited. Excuse me? It's probably time to move on. Oh. Yeah. In the meantime, I was invited to another church, and, I, you know, so I would go there periodically, and um, I expressed my wishes to the pastor of that church, you know, my desire, what I believe that God called me to do. Yeah. And he is open to helping me at a much faster rate. Looks like you got your answer. Uh, pray on it, but it looks like you got your answer. And are you married or single? I'm married. So, you know, if your wife affirms it, if this new pastor affirms it, and they're willing to put you on a track so that you can actually do the ministry God's called you to do, it sounds like you got your answer there. There's one more thing. Uh-oh. There's one more thing, Dr. Anderson. Uh-oh. Anderson. I don't want to keep too much more of your time. Um... This church, I, I found out, and it's an honor to go there, but I found out that, uh, well, I knew that their numbers are real small. And just by just being there and watching the way things go. All right, hold on. I got I got to go. To, hey, Brian, I got to go to the break. So hold on. And when I get back, formulate okay. your uh, last thought so I, can, um, so I can get it and respond to yeah. it. I'm coming back in just three minutes. This is Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Hey, what's up? Hey. What you doing, ho? How you feeling, hey? Where you at, ho? Where you be, hey? What's going on? Hey. Hey. All my listeners to follow the party starts here. Get ready. What's relax yourself. A few years ago, I started noticing how quick my legs got tired, sore, and heavy feeling. I'm over 40, so I figured par for the course, right? But then my doctor told me about vein disease. Vein disease is more commonly recognized as those naughty, bulging varicose or spider veins. But you can still have it and not see the obvious signs. In fact, vein disease is typically undiagnosed and can be debilitating if left untreated. So I went to the specialists at Vein Clinics of America for a free evaluation. They've been successfully treating vein disease for over... For 35 years. One easy test, and they can tell you definitely whether you have it or don't. I did. Treatments were minimally invasive. It was covered by my insurance. And now my ugly varicose and spider veins are gone. Thanks to Vein Clinics of America, my legs feel years younger. And I'm able to wear shorts and skirts again. So call Vein Clinics of America now to see if you qualify for a free consultation. Call 800-303-4141. That's 800-303-4141. 800-303-4141. How would you like to renovate your entire home without having to open your checkbook or liquidate your 401k? Hey everyone, this is Brian. And this is Mike of Fellowship Home Loans. Get that kitchen you've always wanted. Renovate that master bedroom without going broke. And create the dream house you've always wanted and actually make money while doing it. In some cases, you can actually have a six-month break in making your mortgage payment. As a direct lender, we will hold your hand through every step of the way and make your dream house a reality. If you want to find out more about whether or not you qualify for a 203k loan, call us today at 800-804-SAVE or visit fellowshiphomeloans.com. That's 800-804-SAVE or fellowshiphomeloans.com. Fellowship Home Loans, mortgage lending guided by Christian principles. Intercontinental Capital Group, DBA, Fellowship Home Loans, Equal Housing Opportunity Lender, NMLS number 60134. 
You know, I'm not a genius about money. I love my credit cards, and they love me. I was using them as a source of income, and then I got behind in my payments, and creditors were calling. I figured I had a problem, and I didn't know how to deal with it. I heard about Trinity, so I called and talked to a counselor. In half an hour, we worked out a plan. Now I've got one easy monthly payment, a lower interest rate, and I'm getting out of debt. If you're in an endless cycle of paying on credit card balances that never seem to go away, then get ready for a toll-free number that will put you on a path to financial recovery. Trinity will consolidate your accounts, put a stop to late fees and over-limit charges, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. If your debt has you down, we should talk. Call 1-800-990-6976. That's 1-800-990-6976. Call 1-800-990-6976. Today is an encore presentation of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. We're not taking your calls today. Enjoy the show. This is Real Talk Dr. Anderson. Right now, every Saturday night, we have a Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, weekend edition, 7 p.m. every Saturday night. I hope you'll check it out tomorrow with me. It's going to be great. Here's my number in case you want to call me on this open phone-in Friday, 888-432-7434. No question is out of bounds. Give me a call. Let's kick it right here on Real Talk. Now, before the break, I was talking uh, to Brian, who's on the line, and Brian is considering ministry, considering going to a church that's uh, allowing him to do ministry. His wife's behind him. But there's one other dilemma. Brian, tell me about that dilemma quickly, please. Okay, the other dilemma is the pastor of the church is is his preaching style. Yeah. Uh, forcing people out of the church. Is it his style or is it his content? Uh, I believe it's, I believe it's, it's his style because it's coming right out of the word mm-hmm. and, you know, it's a good word that he gives, but he's, he's, I believe he's too forceful and it's not just my opinion. It's my, it's not, it's, it's the amount can, of, can you handle, can you handle it? I can handle it. Because maybe what God will do is use you so that you can do some preaching there, but also uh, be an encouragement to him. You're not going to try to change him. You want to learn from him. No, no. And if uh, his preaching style offends you, then that may be an issue. But if it doesn't offend you, I mean, maybe it offends some other people. But sometimes God brings people into our life to kind of help us see things that otherwise we can't see. And so, again, I wouldn't go in there with the agenda to change his preaching style. I would go there with eyes wide open that, uh, you know, he has a preaching style everybody's not, uh, you know, uh, attracted to. But evidently, uh, somebody's attracted to it. And if he wants to raise you up in ministry and you want to get your feet dirty and your hands wet, you know, or feet wet and hands dirty, whatever you, the, the expression uh-huh. is, uh, this may be the, the bridge for you uh, to do ministry. So I'd consider it. Amen. All right, brother. Hey, thanks for calling. I appreciate helping you out and and learning from you. May God use you in ministry greatly, Brian. That's Brian in Washington, D.C. Let me stay in D.C. and talk to Taylor, who's on the line. Hi, Taylor. It's Dr. Anderson here. How you doing? I'm blessed abundantly. Good afternoon to you, sir. And to you. Your comment or question, please. Uh, Thank you. Uh, Real quick story. I walked into this church about three years ago, and there were about 12... 14 young people in a circle, and they were rapping. And in the middle of the circle was a gentleman, a mature gentleman, and he was kind of bobbing his head, dancing a little bit. And 
I wanted to walk up to this gentleman and say, excuse me, sir, this is not a rap concert. Why are you encouraging these young people? But my spirit told me, you better not. My spirit told me to be quiet. So I did. It was my first time at this particular church. So I walked into the sanctuary. Mm -hmm. And um, to make a long sleeve short, Mm -hmm. the gentleman that was in the middle of the young people was the minister of the church. Okay. And I was so glad, Dr. David Addison, that I listened to my spirit and I didn't say anything to you. Mm -hmm. Are you talking about me? Yes. I was rapping. Because you were the gentleman in the middle. You, you were no, the young kids were rapping, but oh. you were in the middle of the circle. Oh, wow, when was this? The young kids. Wow, when was this? Like I said, about three, about three or four years ago. But my, but my point is, wow. I to my spirit, and I didn't say anything. I was going to say that must be a cool pastor. <laughs> it really was. Yes. I walked away with the same impression. I don't even remember this at all, but that's pretty cool. I don't think I could do it now. I might hurt myself. So I must have been a little bit younger, I guess. So, wow. Well, I'm glad. Hey, you could have, you know, it's me. So you could have said something to me anyway, but I'm glad that at least it didn't make you run away too fast. So thanks. Thanks a lot, no, Taylor. Listen, listen to your spirit. God bless you, brother. Oh, man. I don't even remember that. I was rapping. Wow. Check it out. Maybe I ought to get my rap on now, you know. So uh, I better not get started, though. Let's go to Germantown, Maryland, and talk to Philip, who's on the line. Hey, Philip, how you doing, sir? Hey, Dr. Anderson, can you hear me? I sure can. I'm glad you're calling. What are you thinking? Oh, Dr. Um, Anderson, I'm just thankful for you. Um, I'll be honest with you. While I don't listen to your show a lot, I do listen to it often. Uh, I'm running errands today, and I caught you. And I, this is my question. I want to set the preference, okay. the premise. Go for it. So that hopefully the question will be understood by all your listeners. Thank you, sir. I'm going through some things where, just like the fellow who just called about how he listened to his spirit. Yeah. And I feel that when you talk about your spirit, that a person is referring to their still inner voice. Okay. And that still inner voice, I equate to being the spirit of God. Okay. And we have Christ in us and, 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 Christ is in us as we are in Christ. Mm-hmm. And my question is, now my stepmother used to say to us kids a long time ago, let your conscience be your guide. Okay. And your conscience, of course, be in your mind. Okay. So I'm thinking, well, wait a minute. There are times when the stiller voice comes upon me and gives me instructions to do or not do something. Okay. So I'm wondering, I'm wondering now, if the spirit of Christ is uh-huh. what infuses our mind as we read the word, renew our mind to the word, and then our mind motivates our spirit, or whether they're interchangeable. Do you understand what I'm trying to ask you? I do understand your question. I'm going to let you go because i got to go to this uh, break. But when I get to the other side of the break, Philip, I'm actually going to try to do my best to... Uh, understand uh, or to explain the spirit, uh, man's spirit and God's spirit, how they interrelate, and then our mind as well. I'm coming right back. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson.
when asked the question raised by her professor, why are you here at Omega Graduate School? Sebla Digluhailu answered in one of her essays like this, I was not there just to add a prefix to my name, though that would feel good. The greater purpose of my preparation at OGS is to fulfill my mandate to be a change agent. The doctoral study is a time of preparation for me to see and to think, to understand the times, and to craft my way in fulfilling my calling. Sebla Digluhailu, a current doctor of philosophy student from Ethiopia, is a counselor and adjunct psychology professor who hosts a weekly radio show in the capital city of Ethiopia and is an advocate for empowering women and children. What is your profession and how can OGS help you grow to the next level in your graduate education? Dr. David Anderson is the new chancellor of Omega Graduate School, formerly known as Oxford Graduate School, and your education as a working adult is important to him, to God, and to all who will be changed in the world because of your important research. Go to OGS.edu today and apply or call 1-800-933-6188. Does your church have legal challenges? McCullum & Associates has experience with pastor-church relations, administration and organizational issues, real estate issues, church liability, and risk management. This firm understands the legal aspects of the problems as well as the spiritual implications of those same problems inside and outside the court. Call McCullum & Associates today at 301-864-6070. That's 301-864-6070. Have you been hurt, cheated on, lied to, or unfairly treated by others? Do you have a difficult time forgiving others or extending grace? Then you have to purchase my brand new book, I For Grace You. In bookstores now and on Amazon.com, I For Grace You, doing good to those who've hurt you. You will be freed from anger, bitterness, resentment, and guilt. I For Grace You by Dr. David Anderson. That's me. Go to Amazon.com. I For Grace You. Get freed up today. Today is an encore presentation of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. We're not taking your calls today. Enjoy the show. Let's go on. And I'm back. Rocking it to a beat. <laughs> That's uh, True Soldier. We had him on a few weeks ago. He's a Christian rapper, so there you have it. Welcome, welcome, welcome. If you're just tuning in, this is Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Thanks a lot for tuning in. Right before the break, I got pushed up against the break. Philip called and he asked about the what really the definition of of the spirit, uh, a man's spirit, a man's conscious, one's mind. There's a lot of things there. You can break it into a couple of uh, categories. You could say spirit, soul, uh, and body. Some people do that, call you the tripart man or the trichotomist, puts it into three. Uh, there's some that put it into two, the dichotomous, that's the material part and the immaterial part of man. I'm much more of a dichotomous, meaning you have the material part of man, that's your physicality, and then you have the immaterial part of man where you have six or seven different things like the mind, the personality, the spirit, the soul, all of those things. And so you just kind of uh, have the material and immaterial. But there is a passage that separates uh, spirit and soul as well, and it says that the, the the word of God, the sword of the Lord, could could divide even joint marrow, spirit and soul. So, what is the difference between the spirit and the soul? Well, when God created human beings, He breathed into into their nostrils a living soul. So, therefore, the soul is the very breath of God inside of you that makes you alive. That's what makes you a human, as opposed to an animal who's not a living soul. They don't have a soul, an immaterial part 
of that living being. All right. So plants don't have souls. Fish don't have souls. Dogs don't have souls. So when they die, they cease to exist. Human beings, on the other hand, are living souls. So therefore, their soul is encapsulated in their body. Now, then the question becomes, what's the spirit? Some would believe that the spirit only comes alive uh, when it's quickened by the Lord Jesus Christ. And that is the, the spiritual life that comes when somebody is quickened or enlightened or comes alive. Otherwise, they are spiritually dead. So you have a soul, but you're spiritually dead. And the only way that you can be spiritually alive is when you are quickened by the Holy Spirit. And that's why Romans 8 says that, um, you know, the Spirit himself, verse 16, uh, testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. So what makes you a child of God is when the spirit of God touches the spirit of man and you come alive spiritually. Otherwise others are spiritually dead. Now there's sometimes when the word spirit is used like wind or breath. And so sometimes in the context, it's talking about breath or wind. Other times it's talking about attitude. Like the sp- that person's spirit is off. It's talking about attitude. So your spirit ought to be that which is in Christ Jesus. Or your attitude ought to be that which is in Christ Jesus. Or your mind ought to be that which is in Christ Jesus. So every time you read it, you've got to look at the context because it can be used in many different ways. But generally speaking, the soul is every human being. The spirit are those who are alive uh, in Christ. And then the mind, understand now, the mind is a, the human brain. All right. And so therefore, when you get saved, your body uh, is not saved. Your body is fallen. All right. And the brain is a part of your human physiology. It's a part of your body. So your brain is fallen like the rest of your body. In other words, it's not redeemed. It doesn't get saved. So the only way then that you grow is when you have the mind of Christ. All right. The spirit of Christ inside of you, when you accept him, the mind of Christ, you don't get a new mind. You just get a renewed mind. You have to change your thinking. You have to renew your thinking, but your brain itself is still fallen. So your thoughts have to be renewed. Uh, And of course, when you get to heaven, you'll be free as a spirit, a soul, and your mind will be uh, completely uh, erased when it comes to anything negative uh, and anything that's of the dark side or of death. And only uh, your mind will be opened up to God. And of course, we're only using about 10 to 15 percent of our human mind. So when our minds are fully alive, we're going to be able to see and do things we've never been able to see and do before. All right, let me keep moving. I'm going to roll over to uh, run over to Rockville, Maryland, and talk to Inez, who's on the line. Hi, Inez. Welcome. Thank you, Doctor David. Mm-hmm. I listen to you all the time, and for the past year, I always catch you at this time of day. Thank you. And um, I, my question is, with all the different religions out there. Mm-hmm. Is there is a particular religion you have to be a member of in order to be saved? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and a good question. Yes. Good question, Inez. I'm sorry? I think that's a good question. Um, I, I don't think you have to be a part of any religion to be saved. I do think that you have to have a relationship with God through his son, Jesus Christ, to be saved. And I think that God reveals himself to 
people so that they can come to know God through their son, Jesus Christ. So I, in, you, you can call that Christianity, but you don't have to. It doesn't have to be a formal part of the Christian religion. Uh, Christian religion uh, has a lot of people that are in it who are not saved. So, it yes. does, and there's a lot of people who might be Muslim who are saved or Catholic who are saved, or maybe they don't have a label, but they have a relationship with God because they place their faith in Jesus Christ. That's what it means to be saved. Is that helpful to you, Inez? Yes, that's, that's helpful. And my question also has a part two, okay. and that's about baptism. Okay. It's about baptism. And um, I've been confused about that because I was raised in the Catholic Church, and okay. I've converted to a different religion uh, in the Zion faith. Okay. And part of the requirement, well, in order to be a ministry leader is to be baptized. Yeah. And so and, so baptism is something that you do uh, after you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Uh, with the Catholic faith, they baptize babies and that is the entrance into the Christian faith or the Catholic faith. So they believe that as a baby, once you're baptized, you have become uh, a part of the Christian family. We don't see that in Scripture. Now, we, what we do see in Scripture are babies being dedicated, uh, taken to the temple and being dedicated. I think it's okay for parents to christen and to dedicate their children to the Lord. But baptism is something you do after you receive the Lord as a public declaration of an inward faith that's already there. It doesn't save you. It simply is a way of identifying yourself as a follower of Jesus Christ, sticking your hand up and saying, I'm not ashamed of Jesus Christ and I'm going to identify with him. And then when you get baptized, when you go down into the water, it symbolizes you dying to yourself being washed and then rising again from the dead in new life. So that's what it symbolizes. So it doesn't save you, but it symbolizes salvation. And we do it as a public declaration that we're not ashamed of Christ and that we want to obey him and live for him. So it's a beautiful thing to do after you become a, a follower of Jesus. Have you, have you made the decision to become a follower of Jesus, Inez? Yes, I have. Okay. Have I you... made that decision a long time ago. Praise the Lord. And that is the now, and that is how I am living my life amen. now. Amen. For the past three years I feel like I am closer to that Love it. eye of the needle type of lifestyle. Love it. So where now, so now that it's is. so now it's time to be baptized. Go for it. Okay. Go down into the water and come back up. And guess what? I got baptized late in my life, too. And I struggled with it because I'm like, okay. hey, miss, I've been following Jesus all this time. Why do I need to be baptized? But then what happened was, that's how I feel. oh, I know, I know. But check it out. This is what happened to me. I read Jesus's words and I'm thinking, well, if Jesus got baptized right before he did public ministry and he was an adult, then you know what? If Jesus humbled himself to do it. I'm going to do it. So I went down as a minister at the, you know, at the beginning of my public ministry, and I got baptized in front of everybody. And guess what? The, the oh, affirmation of 
Jesus by God the Father who said, this is my son in whom I'm well, in whom I'm well pleased, that was enough for yes. me. And I pray it's enough for you as well, Inez. Hey, listen, I got to run to a break. I'll be right back. Thank you. Pleasure. Today, more than ever, it's imperative to offer your child a Christian education. The Bible says in 2 Peter 3.18, But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory now and forever. Amen. At First Baptist School of Laurel, this verse rings true in all that they do. Education is a partnership between the parents, students, teachers, and faculty. Let FBSL collaborate with you and provide your child with the best education and peace of mind found in a Christian learning environment. FBSL offers a rigorous Bible-based curriculum, competitive tuition, before and after care, and a summer camp program all in a safe environment with a loving Christ-like faculty. First Baptist School of Laurel is a Maryland state-approved non-public school. First Baptist School of Laurel prides itself on its small class sizes and offers classes that range from preschool 3 to the 8th grade. If this is what you're looking for in a school and would like more information or to begin the enrollment process, call 301-490-1076 or go to fbslaurel.com. That's 301-490-1076 or fbslaurel.com. Actor portrayal of a patient testimonial. A few years ago, I started noticing how quick my legs got tired, sore, and heavy feeling. I'm over 40, so I figured par for the course, right? But then my doctor told me about vein disease. Vein disease is more commonly recognized as those naughty, bulging varicose or spider veins. But you can still have it and not see the obvious signs. In fact, vein disease is typically undiagnosed and can be debilitating if left untreated. So I went to the specialist at Vein Clinic of America for a free evaluation. They've been successfully treating vein disease for over 35 years. One easy test, and they can tell you definitely whether you have it or don't. I did. Treatments were minimally invasive. It was covered by my insurance. And now my ugly varicose and spider veins are gone. Thanks to Vein Clinics of America, my legs feel years younger. And I'm able to wear shorts and skirts again. So call Vein Clinics of America now to see if you qualify for a free consultation. Call 800-303-4141. That's 800 800- 303-4141 Hi, Don Crow here for Passport Auto Group, a family-owned business with a stellar reputation for superior customer service before, during, and long after the sale. A mission and goal to which they've been committed for the past 25 years. And now, when you visit PassportAuto.com on the web, you can take your own virtual internet tour to enhance your buying experience and help you get to know their dealerships online. Just go to PassportAuto.com, browse their amazing inventory, schedule a test drive of that vehicle you've been thinking about, investigate financing, lease options, and much more. Whether you're thinking about a BMW, Infiniti, Nissan, Toyota, Mazda, or Mini, or whether you're in the market for a certified pre-owned vehicle, Passport Auto Group is waiting to serve you right now. And I also want to tell you that as a longtime customer of Passport, I can assure you they do what they say they'll do, and they do it right. Passport Auto Group, serving the Washington, D.C. metro area for 25 years. PassportAuto.com. This is Rich Becker, producer of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. The radio ministry of Real Talk with Dr. Anderson is made possible by the generosity of listeners like you. If this nonprofit ministry is a blessing to you, will you prayerfully consider partnering with us? With an ongoing monthly gift of $30 or more, you'll become a Real Talk partner. As a way of saying thank you, we would love to send you a signed copy of Dr. Anderson's book, Gracism. Thank you for making this important ministry possible. We can't do it without you. 
Visit andersonspeaks.com and simply click the donate button to support Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. That's andersonspeaks.com. And your generous support is a blessing to me and those around you who listen as well. Thank you so much. And remember, Saturday night, 7 p.m., Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, weekend edition. Uh, Set your clocks now, okay? All right, let's see if we can get one more call in. Jim is in Howard County, Maryland. Hi, Jim. Welcome to the show. How are you, sir? I'm good, Dr. Dave. How are you? Oh, I'm alive and grateful. Thanks for hanging out with me on this Friday. What are you thinking? Well, I was thinking about uh, the caller from earlier uh, in regards to his position and his calling. Mm -hmm. And um, I think one of the thoughts that I had there was when we're within uh, the various denominations, right? Um, whether it be, um, you know, Methodism, uh, Lutherans, non-denominational, mm-hmm. uh, one of the things that the Bible teaches us is to test all things in mm-hmm. light of Scripture. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think there's a lot of teaching in the New Testament about false prophets uh, right. coming within uh, the different body of Christ and teaching doctrines that are kind of opposed to essential Christian doctrine. Correct. And uh, one of the things we should always do is remind ourselves, regardless of the church or the denomination we're in, to be sure that the leadership is following the essentials, Yeah. Uh, you know, things mm-hmm. of the virgin birth, uh, the ascension of Christ, uh, right. The main and plain central teaching of of, of Christianity, right? Uh, because if we have um, these folks in the pulpit, in the leadership, and they deny those very things, uh, you're going to tend to have a lot of confusion and chaos yeah. uh, within the body. Yeah. Uh, so that was just kind of one of the thoughts mm. there that. Uh, uh, church is not like a business. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, you make a, you make a good point that uh, the the really the leadership needs to be theologically adept and and truly evangelical when it comes to understanding what the truth of the scriptures say. I think you make a great point, Jim. Thanks for making it on my show today. Okay. Oh, thanks for taking the call. Uh, blessings to you, my friend. And uh, listen, I sure hope that you have a wonderful weekend. If you don't have a church to go to, make sure you visit. Uh, someone that's near you. Maybe there's a church that is preaching the gospel, and and you could give there. You can grow there. You can contribute there. If you want to visit my church, you're always welcome. And after the services, I'm by the world map, uh, ready to receive anybody who wants to come say hi to me. And I always love meeting my listeners. I'm in Columbia, Maryland. Just go to bridgeway.cc. You can get all the information there. Hey, let's pray you out here. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this week, and we thank you for the wonderful opportunity you give us to talk about you, to talk about us, to talk about life. And we just pray, Lord, that you'd help us to be the followers of Jesus Christ that you want us to be. In Jesus' name we pray. Together, everyone said, amen and amen.
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.